I didn't start recording because you start. Wait, I said ready three. Much. I said one two three. I was giving the countdown. You don't have to fucking do the countdown. I was doing it with you in solidarity. You're but an I did idiot. You did it wrong. backwards. I did three two one. But I was going ready in one two. You're an idiot. I said three two one. You're an idiot and it threw, no, but it threw me off. And you don't need to do things. You're doing too much. Cash. My armpits are too spicy much. today for you to do this shit. Why do they smell like onions? Bum, bum, <laughs> oh, jeez. Hi, guys. This is going to be a trip. We haven't recorded, like, weeks. It's only been, like, a week. It's been a two week. Two weeks. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. God. Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel. Oh, I'm Riley. And welcome Sorry, to Grab Bag Podcast. Welcome. Um, this week we're going to be doing true crime, and Riley and I have Ooh. hesitated from doing true crime because you know it's it's a really sensitive time right now, and um, like I don't want to be one of those white people who tries to capitalize off the suffering of black people, you know, as my people have done for millennia. So every time we drew true crime in the past couple weeks, we just set it aside and you know forsake the entire purpose of the whole grab bag. Yeah. But it's just, it was not, it what like, I was still feeling too icky yeah. to do true crime. And then this it time I got it, it and I was like, you know what, I'll just do it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, I guess. Um, remember to continue with protests for Black Lives Matter. Remember to speak to your family members about it. I recently deleted a racist family member because uh, they had tried to learn about LGBTQIA issues previously. Mm-hmm. And then they came and commented some bullshit on the black community on my post. And the more I tried to educate her, the more hostile and angry and completely unforgiving she got so i was like you know what end of discussion and just deleted her so and i haven't got the don't fight with your family members on facebook yet message from any of my other family members really including my grandma who watches our, her her facebook i have not gotten anything from the 97 year old grandma so uh, i think i'm justified you think you're justified i, I mean, mean like yeah i feel like you i was are. definitely justified but also like i'm justified in deleting her so. I feel like you're justified in deleting her. She's a cranky old woman. She's a cranky Um, So this week we're doing true crime. If you do not like true crime, baby, this is not the episode for you. No, no. This isn't one of those nice little true crime that you kind of just can, can j- just get past. This is a really ugly one. Oh, great. All Love Rachel, that. All I do Thanks, is, Rachel. All I do is choose really ugly true crime episodes. Sorry. Rachel really said, what's the, what's the true crime thing that I've heard other podcasters do? That's well, stuck in my brain. Well, and also, like, the really ugly ones are the ones that stick with me, unfortunately. Well, yeah, because they're icky. Yeah, so, like, I just end up choosing the really ugly true crime episodes. So, you know, if you don't like true crime, don't push yourself through this. We love you, but it's not... We understand. It's it, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, and that's why we're not a full-ass true crime podcast even though like a lot uh, that's all i listen to and all my yeah. friends a lot of my friends listen to podcast wise but like we don't understand some people that it's are not for yeah some people yeah, some yeah, people yeah. Some, some people, people really enjoy the knitting episodes yeah some people really enjoy the knitting episodes and some people won't listen to any of my science episodes my friend lily only listens to the the oh. fanfic episodes oh yeah a lot of people stage manager watch- lily only listens to the sta- to the fucking fanfic oh god episodes. i cannot I cannot tell you how many friends are like, do more fanfic episodes. I'm like, if we we're, do more fanfic episodes, we're going to run, run out. out. Fanfic. <laughs> we, I, don't have, we don't have that much fanfic. I mean, because I did start writing other fanfics, but they're A, they're not as cringy. B, they're not finished. 
Yeah, like, I, I don't have any fanfics under my name. And see, I have, like, I have the full-ass one, and then I have two started com- uh, started ones about Ed Sheeran. Two Ed separate Sheeran ones. Uh, oh, the second one is about Michael Clifford. It's yeah, not about that one's Ed not about Ed Sheeran. The one, the one. Get your head on, boy. Where there's one, there's one chapter, and then I have all my one shots, which we could do a one shot mania. Well, we have to find them. They're on the home computer. I can, I know where they are. <laughs> I know where they're you see, buried. I didn't know. Where, I don't know where they are. So you can't, you can't point that on me. I don't know where they are. I know where they're buried. I don't know where they at. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about uh, Dean Coral this week. Riley doesn't know anything about Dean Coral. I don't. But, uh, I don't. So, major fucking content warning also. So, if you don't like true crime, you leave now. Uh, but also, if you've never heard about Dean Coral, you're literally never going to forget about Dean Coral after Gross. you hear all this. Uh, what a nasty so, man. Yeah, so let's put some really heavy trigger warnings right up front. All right, so, yeah. sexual violence and rape trigger warning, obviously murder trigger warning. And I wouldn't say gay bashing, but there are these are crimes perpetuated by a gay man. Uh, seeking sexual release, sexual release with young boys. So take from that what you will. Trigger warning wise. Alrighty. If you know that, that that's just it's like not it, for it's you, kind of pedophilia, but it's 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 not like eight year olds. But it is still but it not. Is, it's, it's not great. If you have to like be like, well, technically they're legal. You know what? You're already you're already you're already you're failing. Losing. You're, you're losing. already losing. You're on dude. the wrong take side the of the battle. You're on the wrong side of the battle. I'm already putting you in prison. The devil does not want to be. The devil does not want to speak through you. You don't have to be the devil's advocate. He's already here. So I'm just going to flip. Or say devil's advocate. No. I'm just going to flip through my notes real quick just to show Riley how fucking many there are. Oh, great. This is I... also going to be a really long episode. Yay. Oh. Oh, gee. Oh, buddy. Whole body, yeah, whole body. It's, it's, it's is, whole paragraphs, all, and a lot of it paragraphs. is copy and pasted from Wikipedia. But I reordered it because Wikipedia yes. doesn't tell it in a narrative. Wikipedia just gives you the facts, whereas I made it into a narrative. It's a story. I'm it's a, a storyteller. Story story I'm a storyteller. <laughs> That's what I do. Also, I didn't know who Dean Coral was till the last podcast on the left did a extensive four part series on him. So if if you listen to this and you're like, wow, I can't get enough of Dean, uh, I think his middle Wilbert. name is like. No, his middle name is like <laughs> Wanda. It's something. It's something feminine. Uh, Wanda. Yeah. If you can't get enough of Dean Coral, last podcast on the left did four episodes on him. Oh, it's Arnold. Who has the female <gasps> Who name? Who the fuck is Wanda? I don't know. I someone <laughs> Who else. The fuck someone is else Wanda? This, someone else in this story has a has a feminine middle name. All right, let's just Alrighty, go. Let's, let's just read my notes, which I also did at like. In. You're Sorry. being too loud. I'm not going to be able to edit that out when Sorry. you're yelling into your fucking mic. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So give them a listen if you want to know way more or maybe too much TBH. They go into some shit and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to know. Why, boys? All right. So first of all, Riley, how do you think Coral is spelled? C-O-R-I-L-L? C-O-R-L-L. There's only one vowel. There should be more than one vowel. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Wait. It's coral. It's coral. 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 Dean Coral. There should be an I there or an E there. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll even excuse another vowel just in the middle of between the R and the L's. Why are there so many? Why are there so little vowels? There's too many consonants. They're white people. Too many consonants. Too much too soon. Too, soon. too little and now you're coming unglued. Anyway, uh, oh, so Riley, geez. 
What, if anything, do you know about Dean Coral? His name. Great. That's it. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah, I didn't expect you to. Yeah, I don't. I'm not into the murder scene, so. Yeah, this one's going to give Riley nightmares. So. Oh, speaking of my nightmares. Okay, in my nightmare, there was a don't, giant. Don't talk about the dinner plate size cockroach. Talking about the dinner size plate moth. It wasn't a cockroach, it was a moth. Um, Honestly, that's in of. my brain, that's less bad. It's less bad, but it's still ginormous. So it's an atlas moth. What? An atlas moth. You can catch them in Animal Crossing, the big brown ones. No, 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 no. It's like a white moth. It's just amplified in size, and you have to hold it with two Riley hands. had a mutant moth in her dream that we had to take outside because we couldn't kill it. Also, Keith Urban was in my dream. I forgot to tell you that. Stupid boy. <laughs> Why don't you camp and set in? Stupid boy. It's, it's like holding back the wind. She let her heart soar right in your hands. Oh, jeez. Why Rap. do we know one Fucking Keith, Keith Urban, Urban song? <laughs> I know multiple Keith Urban songs. When I it's... mentioned this to mom, mom said I wouldn't mind having Keith Urban in our house. Mom, please. Mom, please. Mom, that is a white boy. It's, it's not time to be horny on Maine, please, for the love of God. <laughs> mom, please. You <laughs> just got back from work, please. <laughs> this is not the time to be horny on Maine. <laughs> okay. So well, do no, you... this is technically private. In the context of life. she What she said was private, but then you and I decided to put her on blast. Yeah, we decided to be... Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. Mom doesn't listen. It's fine. She does not listen. <laughs> I think one of her work friends... I think Letty Letty listens. listens. Hi, Letty. I don't know if she still listens, but she definitely did earlier. She definitely did, so... Okay, so I need to get deep. into this. Oh, we did a dive in? Be- Riley, you saw how many notes there are, and a yeah. lot of it's copy and paste from Wikipedia. A little concerned. Yeah. So, Alrighty, let's... Let's, okay, this let's is the get blurb. The jokes on over the, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the blurb you get when you Google Dean Coral. So Dean right. Coral was an American serial killer who abducted, raped, tortured, and murdered at least twenty-eight boys and young men in between nineteen seventy and nineteen seventy-three in Houston, Texas. Oh, we love a home state mm-hmm, hero. Mm-hmm. Coral was aided by two teenage accomplices, David Owen Brooks and Elmer Wayne Henley. Do you need teenagers to help you with he, this? He did. Ooh. So you okay? So Dean Coral's a big old good. motherfucker. So uh, born Did he fuck his mom? No, oh. he was gay. Um, Freud is crying. Freud's Oedipus. rolling in his grave. Oedipus as he should be. No <laughs> yeah. peace for Freud. No peace for Freud. Sigmund Freud, all that my, bitch. All my homies hate, hate Freud. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so born December twenty fourth, nineteen forty. Fucking Capricorns. Nineteen forty? Yeah. That's yeah. Just- yeah, yeah. Yeah, my voice cracked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But a fucking Capricorn did this? You know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Capricorns became, like, serial killers. Because they're very... No, no, no. Not from, like, anything. But they're, like, calculated. And they know how to get away with shit. Mm, you're right. Like, Jesus was also a Capricorn. <laughs> so, who was Sorry. also born on December 24th. Are you trying to no, tell 25th. me... Jesus was born on Christmas. Christmas That's... Eve is December 24th. He's born on Christmas. That's Christmas Day. Wait, Jesus, people. We don't <laughs> hey, know shit about hey, religion. Yo, Instead religion. of just Googling this, hey, oh, religious folks. Was religious he, I thought he was born on Christmas Eve because it was at night because they followed the star. No, I thought he was born on, Chris, on the 25th. I thought he was born on the 24th. That's why it's Christmas Eve. We should look this up. I'm not going to Google it. Religion has no hold on me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we're surviving. I thought that was we surviving. Celebrating. We're celebrating like the, the anyway, birth of Jesus Christ no, on Christmas. Yeah, but the 25th. I, thought, I thought that's why people go to Christmas Eve mass. I don't know anything about religion. 
We're really stupid. We're really dumb. Our no, grandma, they, our grandma, literally every Christmas, ever goes, like why grave. do we celebrate Christmas? And we're like, Jesus was born, and she was like, very good. What's Jesus's last name? And we're like, God's Christ. son. I don't know. Christ. Fuck. Oh yeah, it's Christ. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> why do you think it's called Christmas, Rachel? Christmas. Uh, stolen from the pagans. Who cares? Yeah. So, uh, actually, it's a theory that like. Jesus, Jesus was born, born in, like, in like September or yeah, something. Yeah, to be yeah. like a Virgo, which I don't think is any better. Don't defame the Virgos no, right no, no, now. No, no, no. Alexis is going to come with a knife and just Jesus is not canonically you. a Virgo. Like it, his actions is not Virgo-like. Jesus is also canonically a fictional character. Right. So <laughs> what? There's no proof. No proof he existed. A um, book. A f- work of fiction. Bibles are put in the fiction section at bookstores. They're put in the religious section, no. Or the fiction section. Rip, rip religious people. Rip religion. Anyway, so Dean was a mama's boy and it pissed off his dad. And the parents' marriage was rocky and permanently ended after a break and a short reconciliation in 1950. Man, Freud really is just not having a time. Yeah, so he uh, he had a little brother with that marriage. And then later when uh, the family moved to Vidor, Texas, when Dean's mother remarried. Hey, Riley. Do you know what a sundown town is? Oh, it's a town that like like shoots down like black people or like black people aren't allowed after. The yeah, sun don't down. don't let the no. sun set on your black ass. Uh, yeah, so well, Vidor, Texas great... is a sundown town. Absolutely, yeah. fuck. <laughs> so I also I also had to Google it to see when it stopped being a sundown town because Not this was the seventies recently. Um, and um, my note says reference the absolutely ridiculous paragraph from Wikipedia, and that's my first picture in oh, here. Oh, that's, that's so. Big. It says um. Vidor was formerly known as a sundown town where African-Americans were not allowed after sunset. It is considered a haven for the Ku Klux Klan. In 1993, after a federal judge ordered that 36 counties in East Texas, including Vidor, desegregate public housing by making some units available for minorities, the Klan from Cleveland, Texas, held a march in the community. After several families moved in, the sheriff's office received threats to blow up one of the apartment complexes. Residents were threatened by their neighbors and several families moved out under the pressure so you know what it's still a fucking sundown town even though it was ruled mandated to desegregate in 1993 it is still unsafe for black people who was the president during that time uh clinton i think no, it was clinton was later no because bush was the early bush 2 was early 2000s because oh, we, we, we had a bush, we had we had a bush, we had Clinton, and then we had a second bush. We had yes. son of we had, bush. We had w the bush. return of we had bush. W Bush. W. We had W. w. Who's we also w. from w. Texas? Fucking get out of here, I think W. Like Walker. I don't fucking know what George. It's George not- W. Bush. George Walker Bush. Walker, Texas Ranger. What? <laughs> that was a TV show. There? That was a TV show starring Chuck Norris. <laughs> why do you Why do you know this? Walker, Texas Ranger, because he used to play on reruns. Anyway. So fuck Vidor, Texas. Please don't go there. Please don't go there. I'm sure it's not like a stunning metropolis full of high rises, but I don't also think, don't, I don't go there. I don't think it's a fun tourist spot. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm, you would want to get some merch from there. I think you just uh, I don't you don't you, you don't stop for gas. Vidor, Texas. You, you 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 run out of gas outside of city limits, and that's that's better than stopping for gas in Vidor. Okay. So upon the advice of a pecan salesman, pecan pecan salesman. Coral's pecan, mother. Pecan. Pecan, pecan. Some people say pecan. I say pecan. I say pecan. Yeah. 
I think his um, mom says pecan. It, it like it's it's Texas, so it's praline, praline, pecan, pecan. It's n- uh, not like, it, none it, is it right. It really it really does. English depend. is stupid. It depends on person to it person. Just, yeah, it depends on what fucking half of Texas you're in. Yeah. Or fourth, I guess, because there's like you could no, whatever. Who cares? Oh no! If you split Texas in half, it's not proportional at all. It's not. She's a disproportional queen. She's not a queen. She's, she's not a busted bitch. Well, she is a bitch, but she's but she's okay. disproportional. So. Girl, girl, <laughs> baby, girl. I was singing "fucking buy me, buy you a drink" at work, but in the meme way. I was just walking around while we were ringing up like one of the last customers, and I was just like, "Baby, girl, what's your, your name? name? Let me talk to you. you. Let me buy you a drink." You see, I love pain. You know me. And the girl who uh, was being rung up was like, "That song is also stuck in my head." And I'm like, "I'm sure you don't have the meme version stuck in your head. I'm sure you have the actual version stuck in your head." And she was like, yeah, but now I'm going to know that one that you just sang. And I'm like, oh, good. Thank you very much. Please leave. <laughs> Please. Please. I beg of you. It's 730. Please leave. Baby girl. Baby girl. Are you Despicable lost, me. baby girl? Oh, we went. I went to grew and you I went, went to, to putting grew in days. 365 days. <laughs> I don't think anyone has made that edit yet. And I don't think anyone wants to. Someone, I've, I've seen people do the, are you lost, baby girl? And a bunch of different voices, including grew. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen more. Baby girl. I've seen, I've seen King Julian. I've seen more. Ew. Are you okay. lost, baby girl? That wasn't good. That wasn't good. <laughs> I never said I was one of the people. You never I said, said you could was. do accents? I never. That's not an accent. That's an impression. It's an impression. It's an accent. It's a dialect. This will make ha- the other half of this podcast, this episode, very interesting. Yeah, Riley just made a face because she has no idea what's coming what? up. What? So, <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Upon the advice... Of a, a pecan. pecan salesman, a Carl's pecan. mother and stepfather started a family candy company called Pecan Prince. Like, how good of a fucking pecan salesman was he? What the fuck? Because the fuck would you start? Because she candy. was baking, and he came over and sell pecans, and was like, "You know what? You're already a great baker. You should try and make praline. I have a praline recipe or pralines. It's it's like it's uh it's like bark, like tr- candy bark." Uh, I don't think I've ever pecan. had that before. It's 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 nut heavy. It's it's made with pecans. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not even allergic to nuts. I just don't. Yeah, no. Mom likes praline a lot. Praline, praline. If you're gonna shoot me for one, shoot me for both. I don't give a shit. Uh, Love but that. so he also sold her a praline recipe, and they started a business off of it, making praline. Hmm. Anyway. So the kids made the candy while the stepfather sold it because he was a traveling salesman. God, this family just gets whiter and whiter and whiter. It wasn't a salesman. It was me. Oh, so two years ago, two, two, three years ago. Ooh, three years ago now. Oh, three Jesus. Years ago. That, that I was, I was in middle school. Gross. Terrifying. Three years ago, I was teaching uh, kinder camp. Uh, which is like the which which what what theater what kinder camp is it's theater summer camp but it's only two weeks long and it's for kids ages like five to eight and then at like nine you can go into the older kid kid camp camp. and uh it's also early in the morning and you write the script for it because it's really hard to find scripts or it's hard to find scripts for younger younger kids and then the amount of kids you need slash have it's it's a whole personalities yeah so we just spend like the first three days getting to know the kids writing the script having their parents teach it to them over the week and then blocking it it's it's kinder camp's really fun actually i don't mind yeah. Kinder camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh but when i wrote this script for this one show for these kids uh we had this little girl uh named d because we're not going to put her full name out here because yeah. she's literally a child literally a child um 
Dee was horrified. Dee was a lot. She saw ghosts <laughs> in the lot. bathroom. She saw ghosts in the bathroom. On the first day of camp, she threw herself over my shoulder as I was sitting somewhere to the point where I was lucky I caught her. Uh, but then one of her almost lines- Almost ate shit in the grass. Almost, ate, almost went face first into the grass because she just threw herself over my shoulder. Um, but then one of her lines in the show was, it wasn't a traveling salesman. It was me because they're trying to hide her because one of the, the main characters was having like a meltdown because there was too many people in her house. Um, and the way she said it every time was, it wasn't a salesman, it was me. <laughs> and it just never and left. It just never left us. Me, Riley, or Riley's best friend, Sydney, who was one of my interns for the camp, just every time, like, every so often, it wasn't a salesman, it was it me. It was me. <laughs> we just... D haunts us in our sleep. <laughs> There's a lady in here. Oh, no, there's God. not. <laughs> Sydney, our other intern, took her to the bathroom one morning, and uh, it's one of the secluded bathrooms where, like, the door slams because it's not a bro- It's not broken down. It's really nice. It's just, like, the atmosphere is a little weird in there. And it's so, just a little haunted. It's just a little haunted. And so Sydney was, like, just, che- like, fixing her hair in the bathroom mirror while waiting for this little girl to, you know, finish with the restroom. Yeah. And she starts laughing, and Sydney's like, hey, what's up? What's up, baby? What's up? What, what are you laughing at? And she just... From the stall goes, <laughs> there's a lady in here. And, and Sydney was like, there's a no, there's a what? <laughs> there's a what? <laughs> so, yeah. Dead ass because no one else was in the restroom. Ass, no one else was in there. So, so Sydney was like, there was a what? There was a whomst. There was a whomst. And Sydney is not a, acc- Sydney's not a ghost kid like ghosts. we are. So, yeah, she, she didn't grow up in a haunted house. Space. So, anyway. So, the traveling salesman stepfather yes. sold the candy door-to-door until they got a storefront. It just keeps getting whiter, honestly. It's very white. So, in high school, uh, Coral was described as somewhat of a uh, somewhat of a, somewhat of a lone, loner, even though my uh, phone auto-corrected it to kinder. It was It's loner. Somewhat of a loner, although he is known to have occasionally dated girls in his teenage years. What? Oh, beards. Beards. Yeah, beards. Alright. So I understand. It'd be like that. His family then moved to the Heights, uh, a kind of poorer suburb. Yeah, suburb. Heights. Yes, a kind of poorer suburb of Houston uh, to open a new candy storefront. His mom divorced the traveling salesman in 1963 and opened a new candy business under the moniker Coral Camp, Coral Candy Company and put Dean, her eldest son, as the vice president of the company Wait. at 23. Wait, they went to like a poorer neighborhood to open up a candy shop? Yes. It gen- it's vaguely gentrification. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to we're gonna talk about that. But it, it wasn't, it's not poor. You're, you're thinking in the Heights in like washington heights that's mm-hmm. in new york oh yeah so i don't i don't know anything about location geography is not my strong suit yeah no this is the heights of houston which is like a suburb it's like a half of the city oh, it's not okay it's not yeah it's yeah as far as i know most of dean coral's victims were white kids okay so it's not we'll have a we'll have a conversation about the less dead in a little bit but uh it's that's not we're not going into gentrification in the 70s either Alrighty, okay um just i don't know enough about gentrification in the 70s in houston to speak on that surprisingly fair you know what that's Um, okay so the same year one of the uh, same year as they opened that new candy company the coral candy company in 1963 uh one of the teenage male employees of the coral candy company complained to coral's mother that dean had made sexual advances advances towards him in In response in response Mary West fired the teenager. Ooh. Who is surprised? Ooh. Uh, so Coral Ooh, was drafted 
1964. This man is a veteran, but never saw combat. <laughs> what 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 was happening in 1964, Riley? People were really against the war. What war? The Vietnam War. Da 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 da. I hate you. <laughs> so much. You set that up. You set that up so much. I hate you. Just so you could sing this stupid little thing. I ain't letting you do it without some giggles in it, bitch. Some guy. No. You don't get this. He didn't serve in the war. You don't get this. Dog he didn't get is, the PTSD. You don't get this. Dogfight is based around the Vietnam War, obviously. So, uh, some kind of time. No, he didn't serve in the war. Some you don't get this. So, um, you don't get this. You don't get this. Coral was drafted in 1964, but didn't go. Never saw combat because his mother filed a hardship claim saying he was needed in the family business. What did he need to do? Make sexual advances to dudes? Literally, in the 70s? literally the, the mom just Be gay? Said, stop, Be gay do stop crime? Stop yelling. Be cr- gay do crimes. He's like the worst <laughs> example of that, Riley. He was gay. He's not. He he's not the cool. Be gay. Do crime. I know he's, he's the not the bad. Cool. Be gay. He's do the crimes. bad. Be gay. Do crime. Like the bad. Be gay. Do crimes. I don't know what kind of crimes yet, so I'm keeping it so kind of lighthearted. You're just. You're just. You're, I'm just, you're palling around. Um, I'm having a time. I'm so shoulder dancing. The government like, granted her request, and he was honorably discharged in 1965. After- honorably discharged for what? Being drafted? Yeah. <laughs> uh, discharged in 1965 after 10 months of service. He didn't even serve a full year. Um, so according to his acquaintances, the army was where he said he realized he might be a homosexual after having homosexual encounters with fellow men. <gasps> and that's where it's, th- things started clicking together, truly, for Coral. Oh, boy. Damn. Oh, boy. So when he moved home to Houston. We love a coming-of-age story. Yeah. So when he moved home to Houston, the family reclo- relocated the company to directly across the street from Helms Elementary School, where Coral would give free candy to the kids, earning him the nickname, The Candy Man. <gasps> this is why you don't I... accept candy from strangers, Riley. I have heard about this. Because I told because... you about it. No, 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 it. because The Candy Man, it's just something rings a bell. It's There's not... a movie called The Candy Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's it's a... completely it... different. It's okay. supernatural. The Candy Man makes... Everything Don't bring Willy Wonka into this. And Look, we stand hot Willy Wonka on TikTok. We don't. He stands one of those influencers who keeps throwing parties. Oh God damn it! We I Everyone's had canceled. The I had middle. one. Everyone is cancer canceled when everyone's on the internet all the time. So Ugh. the weirdly sexual Willy Wonka guy I from see TikTok. You and gratted. I don't want you to fall the floor. I know you see me if looking you at you and uh, you already know the way I want to like love you. And I can't hear. I can't. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the weirdly sexual Willy Wonka impersonator. He on. has a like, a like a Louis Vuitton belt in that video. Does that mean anything? No, I just thought it was it a means nice he's got money and he's a weird white kid. What he's else a weird is white kid. We grew up with these hair. kids. We grew up with these kids. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I, I, I didn't. You did. Okay, so the company also mostly employed teenage boys. Shocker. Dean befriended his first accomplice, David Brooks, when he was just 12 years old. Boy, the wiki, par- wiki paragraph, why is fellatio written in blue? Let's go. Okay. I feel a little concerned. As you should. So, um, in 1967, Coral befriended 12-year-old David Owen Brooks. Then a bespectacled... A what? Bespectacled. He wore... Oh, that he wore means. Spectacles. He wore glasses. 
Uh, just say you wore glasses. Oh uh, my god, just say orange. Just say red. <laughs> red, so fucking pretentious. They were friends in that season too. That's that that quote's taken so out of context. Um, uh, a respectable sixth grade student and one of the children whom he gave free candy. Brooks initially became one of Coral's many youthful close companions, regularly socializing with Coral and various teenage boys who congregated at the rear of the candy company. He also joined Coral on regular trips he looked, took to South Texas beaches in the company of various youths, and later com- and later commented that Coral was the first adult male who did not mock his appearance. Poor baby. So he's being groomed into he's, crime. He's being groomed, yes, definitely, from a very young age. So, hey, adults, don't make fun of kids' appearances. Yeah, really don't. Because the first person that's nice to them is I'm going to gonna, end up grooming gonna, them gonna and, take advantage uh, of- and just scarring them fundamentally so maybe don't be a dick to kids hey how wise idea don't be rude hey to children street smarts hey street smarts uh, apparently like that worked for someone beating them with a phone book where was that in street smarts As i'm talking about the fucking money was, clip that was 12 year old john mulaney on police brutality uh <laughs> no i'm talking about the money clip like someone oh. got mugged and they threw like a fake money clip at them yeah, that's like an actual. Yeah, like and they, and the, they had John Mulaney the thing because they didn't know about that before him. Oh, that's like a thing you get told a lot as like a girl. Yes, but it was a dude to be completely. Oh, honest. so it's so much so cooler it's, now that it's a dude. So much cooler now that it's a dude, I guess. Anyway, so whenever Brooks told Coral he needed cash, Coral gave him money. And the youth began to view Coral as a father figure. Upon Coral's urging, a sexual relationship gradually developed between the two, beginning in 1969, so he was 14. Uh, Coral paid Brooks in cash or with gifts to allow him to perform fellatio on the youth. And the fellatio is written in blue, which means if you hold it over, Wikipedia will define fellatio for you. Blowjobs. Fellatio is oral sex. My jaw is open. I cannot speak. Hey, that's the least bad of what's about to happen. No, like, I, I just, I, he knew his age. He gave him candy at school. I know. elementary school. Rachel, I know, but I'm, like, in shock because I, I'm, whenever something bad happens to me. It doesn't get any better from here. No, it doesn't. I understand that, but it's the first of the bad taste. And you know what? I'm, a, I'm getting concerned. Okay. I'm already, I'm, I'm already, I'm a, I'm a lot you're okay. So by the time Brooks dropped out of high school, Dean's mom's third marriage had failed. So she closed the candy company and moved to Colorado with Dean's youngest sis, uh, sibling, a sister named Joyce. Once the candy company closed, Dean began work as an electrician and worked there until the day he died. Oh yeah, Dean Carl's dead, by the way. Oh, good. I hope he, I hope I spit he on his grave. He didn't get as eventually. much shit as he deserved. I'm going to tell you right now. Dean oh, Carl deserved awful. way more shit. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk a little bit about murder and really, really sad shit. Sad shit time. Not a mm-hmm. lot of jokes gonna be in this segment. Well, okay, there's. we can still have way more jokes here because there will be a time where it will be not be funny to joke anymore. Alrighty, we're getting there. It's a slippery slope, folks. Yep. So, but in the three years up. Coral was active, 1970-1973, he killed at least 28 boys. Yeah, confirmed. Why at least? Because those are the only grave sites David Brooks could remember. Yeah, Riley's jaw is not. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into the mass graves in a little bit. So, Dean Coral used to hold parties for teenagers at his house where they were allowed to drink, smoke, huff glue. Apparently, there's a lot of glue huffing in this story. Like actual glue or like Like drugs? actual glue. Oh. Like glue. Why like, the fuck would you do that? You could do that shit in class. Because our modern glue doesn't have the same like oh, yeah. halogens and pathogens in it know, to like get you high. Ha- have like actual cocaine in it. Yeah, no, like you could huff darn. spray paint. Yeah, so literally wherever the fuck they wanted. So Coral would take boys from these parties, not noticeably, obviously, after they would be plied with alcohol or other drugs until they passed out, tricked into donning handcuffs, lure them into either one or two of his vehicles he owned, or simply just grab them by force. The fucking handcuff quote-unquote trick. So, you don't know what the handcuff trick is, do you? No. I'm very concerned. Uh, John Wayne Gacy did something very similar. So, Henley would cuff his own hands behind his back, free himself with a key hidden in his back pocket, and then dupe the youth into donning the handcuffs. So he'd be like, yeah, look it, I can, the handcuffs are super easy to get out of. And he would, they would lock him up, he would let himself free with the key in his pocket, and then be like, now you try. The only difference is the other kids didn't have a key. It's a trick! Kids fucking fell for that, and were murdered because of it. Hey guys, if someone says, hey, put on these handcuffs, and they're not a police officer, and you know what, even if they are a police officer, sometimes maybe say... No. no. You know, in case you don't want to be fucking if, murdered. Yeah, don't, don't. And who's Henley, you ask? Don't, Riley Robbins, quote. Just don't. Check, please. Uh, Check, who, please. So who's Henley, you ask? Great, let's go. Oh, I, I didn't ask. I know, but it's a rhetorical that I wow, make. Wow, I love segues. You really, because I said Henley, and I just went like, I made a, you know, gesture. So Riley wouldn't question it, but so I could say this thing. So <laughs> Enter accomplice numero dos, Elmer Wayne Henley. In winter in 1971... Wait, I'm sorry. Imagine your name is fucking Elmer. Yeah, he went by Wayne. All my folks hate my friend Elmer. He went by Wayne. He went by Wayne. So, in, I don't think Wayne is any better than a fucking Elmer. In the 1970s, it's a little more cowboy. It's in a little Texas, more pew pew. In Texas in the 70s, and your name is Wayne? Oh, okay. boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so of course they fucking yeah. Anyway, ate that shit up. Ate that shit up. Ate it. Oh, that's oh, disgusting. That's we both just <laughs> made <laughs> deplorable noises. Right ASMR there. channel. Who? Just bad ASMR though. Like, did you, I think it was you that sent me that TikTok of the girl who uh, deep fried the giant crab legs and then coated them in hot Cheeto dust. That made me want to kill myself. Uh, I didn't actually do that. They were disgusting. Thanks. I, they sent no, me that. I Someone didn't. sent me that, and I was like, I'm going to fucking do that. kill myself. Or maybe I saw it on Twitter, but it was, it was gross. Regardless. So, why? And, and regardless. <laughs> and she was dipping them in cheese, too. It was gross. Anyway. Honestly, might not be that bad, because if it's like a batter. It's hot Cheeto cheese. Or like hot Cheetos and cheese, yeah. But then you add lobster to it, and it's not like. It's like a batter. It was Cheeto dust, Riley. It was hot Cheeto oh, dust. Not a batter. Alright. It crunched. It was gross. So in <laughs> Rachel win- really said it no. really it really <laughs> freaked me the fuck out. Okay. Rachel's eyes just went to sad. Mm-mm. In winter nineteen seventy one, Brooks introduced Elmer Wayne Henley to Dean Coral. Henley was li- Henley likely lo- mm. Henley likely was lured to Coral's address as an intended victim. However, Coral eventually decided the youth would make a good accomplice and offered him uh, the same deal. Uh, $200 per any boy he could lure to his apartment, informing Henley that he was involved in a quote-unquote white slavery ring operated from Dallas. What? That was his excuse for getting boys. He's like, I'm I'm working in a white slavery ring. I'm just taking the boys and giving them and putting them into slavery. 
Which, you know, is kind of worse. Yeah. Than just raping and murdering them. Because now you're subjugating them to a whole life of rape and torture. But, you know, that's... Cool, that's not any better, fucker. Uh, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. This isn't even the worst part yet. This oh. is just how we got his friends. Oh. I mm-hmm. mean, like, they're really underage. Are they really their fr- are Like, how old is this man uh, at this point? Dean Coral is 31 at this point. Gross. If you if your friends have to be half your age in order for the, for you, the, the yeah. You're a predator. You're a predator. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> you Congrats. Congrats. You're a pedophile. You're, you're, you're a predator. You're a predator. Um... Especially if you don't, like, work with them. These aren't, like, work friends. These aren't no. people that you spend time with. These are people that you are literally soliciting. You're paying them. You're, yeah, you, You're paying them for them to rat to... $200. To, to give Per their, like, boy. To give, like, their classmates up. Classmates or just even acquaintances. Yeah. So, in 1972, Henley invi- invited an acquaintance over to Coral's where the boy was subsequently tortured and murdered. Revealing to Henley that Coral was actually murdering these boys. Until then, like, it took him, like, months to figure out that Coral was actually murdering these boys. Or, like, to have enough evidence. Despite the revelations that Coral was, in reality, killing the boys he and Brooks had assisted in abducting, Henley nonetheless became an active participant in the abductions and murders. During its three-year murder spree, Coral lived at a couple different addresses, two very specifically. Um, And shortly after moving to the last address he lived at, Henley had temporarily moved temporarily moved away from Houston to Mount Pleasant in an apparent effort to distance himself from Coral. Okay. And Coral suffered from a hydrocell, which apparently is an accumulation of fluid in a, fluids in a body cavity. So he had fluids in his testicles that needed to get like drained. Um, and these may account for a lack uh, of or the sudden lull of killing. So in early like January to June, imagine or something, having 19- junk juice. That makes you like not have to rape people anymore. Oh wow! wow. I would think wow. maybe a, maybe just keep the hydrocell at that point, Fuck so you don't it. rape keep and murder any more juice. boys. Maybe maybe just maybe just keep it. You know, I'm keep not it. a doctor. Or maybe keep it in like a little jar, That's, shake it around a bit. But then it's not hindering him. Mm, it's there. It's enough. Okay. The thought of your junk juice just in a jar. Okay, and here are junk two- juice jar. Please stop. Sorry, I really. <laughs> Sorry, the JJJ I- is not accepted here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate the abbreviation so much. The JJJ. Like they just say junk juice jar, Rachel. Once I don't want to, Rachel. Please, junk juice jar. Yeah. Um, so also, here are two facts that I remembered from the last podcast episode. All right. That not that I couldn't find, but I really literally remembered them as I was falling asleep last night at four a.m. So also, Coral set up this like super basic alarm system that would flash a light in his bedroom if anyone approached the front door. All right. Like. Dude's a super villain. This dude said, I have to get ready in my superhero outfit. And let's my talk about outfit. Let's talk about the torture board. The fucking what now? I don't know when to talk about this, honestly, so y'all just need to know what this is. The most publicized of Coral's gruesome behavior was his use of the quote unquote torture board. A slab of unpainted plywood eight feet long and two feet wide with holes drilled into each corner. Coral would use the board by handcuffing a victim's hands to each top hole and binding their feet with nylon rope through the bottom holes. The board was featured in almost every one of Coral's murders. He moved it from home to home, storing it in a plastic, uh, or storing it in plastic in ba- back rooms filled with other favorite torture implements. Once a victim was bound to the torture board, Coral would spend days torturing and molesting them. According to Wayne Henley, um, the more Coral liked someone, the longer they stayed alive and were subjected to his cruelty. 
these are children. These are children. These are children. Uh, between the ages of 13 and 20. Yep, these are fucking I kids. I have, yeah, I have a whole, I have a whole list. The part that we're not going to be able to joke about is, because I have a description it's of basically list. every murder oh. and the victim and their ages. Oh. Yeah, and I have a tally of, of how many by age were Jesus. victims. Okay. So that's going to, that's where we're going to get real sad. It's going to get real somber it's gonna real get quick. Real, really, really ugly. Really, really ugly. Okay. But I want to give you a timeline. Ugly. I want to give you a timeline of everything that happened first before yes, we go into the murders. Into, yeah. D- before we dig in. Yeah. So, Coral's rate of killings increased dramatically in June after he got his fucking hydrocell drained. And both Henley and Brooks later During testified. During Pride Month too. What a bitch. He's such a bad gay. He's such a bad gay. He's a bad. Gay. He's a bad gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a uh. bad guy. Duh. I would assume that he was Rachel. <laughs> yeah, I don't think guy. we need to spell that one out for everyone, but he's a bad gay. I didn't think we need to type that out for you. Um, and both Henley and Brooks later testified to the increase in level of brutality of the murders committed while Coral resided at Lamar Drive, his last address. Henley later compared the acceleration and frequency of killings and increase in brutality exhibited by Coral towards his victim to being, quote unquote, like a bloodlust. Adding that he and Brooks would instinctively know when Coral was to announce that he, quote, needed to do a new boy, end quote, due to the fact that he would appear reckless, smoking cigarettes, and making reflex movements. Like an addiction? Like an addiction. Like he, he would need a he would need a hit by torturing and raping and keeping a boy until he decided to kill him. Brother's eyes are really wide right now. Not We're not even to the part where time. I have things to make it better because it's just going to get so much. Still... Wait, do we have Danny DeVito facts? We don't have Danny DeVito facts. Because other than like the ones I found last time, it's not easy to get fun facts from Danny DeVito about or about Danny DeVito. Okay. I could just do Danny DeVito quotes or like movie scenes with Danny DeVito, but that's not the same thing. Yeah. We have a different thing. Anyway. Alrighty. So on the evening of August 7th, 1973, Henley, who was 17 at the time, Invited, great. Inv- yeah, invited a 19-year-old named Timothy Cordell Curley to attend a party at Coral's Pasadena residence. Pasadena is just a little bit outside of Houston. All right. That that was his last residence. Uh, Curley, a casual acquaintance of Coral's, who was intended to be his next victim, accepted the offer. David Brooks was not present at the time. The two youths arrived at Coral's house, where they sniffed paint fumes and drank alcohol until midnight before leaving the house to purchase sandwiches. Henley and Curley then drove back to Houston Heights and Curly parked his vehicle close to Henley's home. Henley exited the vehicle and, hearing commotion across the street uh, emanating from the house of his 15-year-old... It says friend, but everyone... It it was his girlfriend. Yeah. Who um, was the uh, girlfriend of one of the earlier victims of Dean Curls. He really said, snatch! He really said, I'm gonna invite... It's the acquaintance that uh, Henley found out was... It's the acquaintance that led to Henley finding out that uh, Coral was killing kids with this girl's boyfriend. And now she's dating Henley. I have his name later. A wreck. A, yeah. re- a, re- yeah. a mess. So from the home of his 15-year-old <coughs> girlfriend, Rhonda Williams, uh, and she walked toward, and he walked toward her home. Williams had That's been- That's where you got Wanda from. Rhonda. Yeah, I got Wanda from Rhonda Williams. Uh, Williams had been beaten by her drunken father that evening and, and accepted Henley's invitation to join himself and Curly at Coral's house. A girl. Williams climbed into the back of the seat and the trio drove to Coral's house. So approximately 3 a.m. Um, on the morning of August 8th. So it's the same night, but technically the next morning. 
Henley, Curly, and Williams returned to Coral's residence. Coral was furious that Henley had brought a girl to his house, telling him in private that he had, quote-unquote, ruined everything. Henley explained that Williams had argued with her father that evening and did not wish to return home. Coral appeared to calm down and offer the trio beer and... It says marijuana, but that's such a formal term. Beer and weed. The three teenagers began drinking and smoking weed, with Henley and Curly also snuffing... Snuffing? Sniffing paint fumes. As Coral watched them intentionally, after approximately two fucking hours of this, Henley, Curly, and Williams each passed out. So now I just have a uh, picture from the Wikipedia. It's the entire section called The Shooting. What? So here we go. Because this was just written so well that I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to blatantly plagiarize this. All right. Henley awoke to find himself lying on his stomach and Coral snapping handcuffs onto his wrists. Ooh. Henley, his accomplice. Ooh. His mouth had been taped shut and ankles bound together. Curly and Williams lay beside Henley, securely bound with nylon rope, gagged with adhesive tape, and lying face down on the floor. Curly had been stripped naked, because he's the boy. Noting Henley had awoken, Coral removed the gag from his mouth. Henley protested in vain against Coral's actions, whereupon Coral re uh, reiterated that he was angry with Henley for bringing a girl to his house, and that he was going to kill all three teenagers after he had assaulted and tortured Curly, initially saying, quote, Man, you blew it by bringing that girl. This is a punishment? Yeah. Death? And then before shouting, I'm going to kill you all, but first I'm going to have my fun. I hate it here. He then repeatedly kicked Williams in the chest before dragging Henley into his kitchen and placing a twenty-two caliber pistol against his stomach, threatening to shoot him. Henley calmed Coral. Uh, so Henley was like, nah, dude, remember, we got, we, we, we're great. We're friends. I'll, I'll, uh, no, you don't gotta kill me. It's cool. It's fine. I get what's happening. Yeah. Fast talking it out. Promising to participate in the torture and murder of both Williams and Curly if Coral released him. Coral agreed and untied Henley. Then carried Curly and Williams into his bedroom and tied them to the opposite sides of his torture board. Curly on his stomach, Williams on her back. Coral then handed Henley a hunting knife and ordered him to cut away Williams' clothes, insisting that while he would rape and kill Curly, Henry would do likewise to Williams. So saying, hey, I'm gonna kill your dude friend, I'm gonna rape and kill your dude friend, you rape and kill your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, because you brought her here. You brought her here, yeah. So, Henley began cutting away Williams' clothes as Coral struck undressed and began to assault and torture Curly. Both Curly and Williams had awakened at this point. Curly began withering and shouting as, uh, what, what the fuck? Curly began withering and shouting as Williams, whose gag Henry had, uh, Henley had removed, lifted her head and asked Henley, Is this for real? <laughs> to which Henley answered, Yes. Williams then asked Henley, Are you going to do anything about it? She really Ooh. looked this boy who had who she had just awoken while being she really stripped. Said, Are you gonna do it, pussy? While being stripped and attached to this board and said, "Fuck you, doing asshole!" And really looked him in the eye and be like, "You a bitch, you know that? You a bitch. You a bitch. You a bitch. You a bitch." Henley then asked Coral whether he might take Williams into another room. Coral ignored him. And Henley then grabbed Coral's pistol, shouting, You've gone far enough, Dean! As Coral clambered, clambered, off Hen of Curly, Henley elaborated, I can't go on any longer. I can't have you kill all my friends. Coral approached Henley, saying, Kill me, Wayne! Because, you know, 
Casual. Casual. Henley stepped back and a few paces as Coral continued to advance upon him, shouting, you won't do it. Yeah, Coral's going, no balls. No balls. Bet, put, he's, bet, bitch. Also, like, everyone at this point is almost butt-ass naked. This is all happening with fully erect wiener. Like, I can't deal with this. The junk juice was not enough. The junk juice was not. The junk juice got drained, Riley. I know the There's junk, no juice, junk juice. The junk juice jar is just in the corner. Try to watch this all innocence. I am lost. I am lost. I am lost. <laughs> um, Henley then fired at Coral, hitting him in the forehead. The bullet failed to fully penetrate Coral's skull, and he continued to lurch forward towards Henley. Whereupon Jesus, the like youth a zombie. Yeah, whereupon the youth fired another two rounds, hitting Coral in the left shoulder. Coral ran out of the room, hitting the wall in the hallway. Henley fired an additional three bullets into his lower back and shoulder as Coral slid down the wall in the hallway outside the room where the two teenagers were bound. Coral died where he fell, his naked body laying face down towards the wall. Uh, the police officers apparently described him as pale and flaccid. Like, that's how they described the body of Dean Coral. <laughs> was pale and flaccid. Jesus. Fuck you, dude. Pale and flaccid. Ha ha ha. Pale and flaccid. Ha ha ha. Little Fuck bitch you. boy. Pale I'm and flaccid. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I love making fun of a dead man. I love... Well, this well, is one you deserve killer, to it. make fun of, yeah. Fuck this Capricorn, Henley dead ass. <laughs> fuck this guy. Henley would later recall that, having shot Coral, the sole thought in his mind in the moment immediately thereafter was that Coral would have been proud of the way he behaved during the confrontation, adding that Coral would have, uh, Coral had been training him to react quickly and forcefully, and this was exactly what he had done. Coral yeah. trained him to do this. Yeah. So after he had shot Coral, uh, Henley released Curly and Williams from the torture board, and all three teenagers dressed and discussed what actions they should take. Henley, uh, Henley suggested to Curly and Williams that they should simply leave, to which Curly replied, no, we should call the police. Henley agreed and locked, looked up the number for the Pasadena police in Coral's telephone directory. So after shooting the, uh, the fuck out of Coral, Henley called the goddamn cops. Uh, and while waiting for the cops, he looked at Curly and said, if you weren't my friend, I could have gotten $200 for you. Casual. Casual. Homeboy was groomed into this. I understand. But also, this you is don't Henley. fuck really. This is Henley. This is the second accomplice. Oh, just kidding. Never mind. This is the one who was only this brought in a year stupid. previously. Oh, awful. Actually, worse. Worse. Actually, it's... it's Actually, it's worse. I don't... I still think it's when like, serial killers can like be like, oh, we're one and the same. Like they they recognize yeah, the the crazy whatever frontal lobe damage bullshit is also they recognize in, the wetting the bed at the at a late age. The the they it, recognize the piece the McDonald triad, which is wetting the bed, setting fires, and uh, killing animals, mauling animals. Oh, I thought it was mommy issues. Sorry. No, I mean that's a side effect. But uh, and then like the the fourth optional one is like serious head trauma. Because mm -hmm. that's also found a lot in a lot of serial killers and their children. Frontal lobe damage, very specifically, because that damages your uh, empathy centers. Yeah. So, yeah, the McDonald's triad's pretty cool. Anyway. So, anyway, so. And so, when the cops got there, Henley was bursting with his confession. He was going Alrighty. to confess everything. Alright. Henley explained to the police that for almost three years, he and David Brooks had helped procure teenage boys, some of, her, uh, some of whom had been their own friends. For Coral, who had raped and murdered them. Henley gave a verbal statement stating he initially had believed the boys had been abducted to be sold to a Dallas-based sex organization for the homosexual acts, sodomy, maybe later killing. The the white sex ring that he was yes, that, that Coral tried to... Why would you still agree to that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no think. No think. 
So, no, but soon only learned money. Coral was himself killing the victims procured. Henley admitted he had assisted Coral in several abductions and murders, and that he had actively participated in the torture and mutilation, and mutilation of six or eight victims prior to their murder. Six or eight oh, in quotes. Thanks. Most victims had been had uh, okay. Most victims had been buried in a Southwest Houston boat shed, while others buried at Lake Sam Rayburn and High Island Beach. Coral had paid up to two hundred dollars for each victim he or Brooks were able to lure to his apartment. Police were skeptical under Henley's stating list uh, under under Henley starting listing the name until it's until not under <laughs> until Henley started listing the names of all the boys they had killed and found that they matched up with missing persons reports. So I watched this weird crime stories episode about this case. And the crime stories was a weird TV show, true crime TV show in the 90s, which with, with really bad reenactments. Uh, it was very disappointing, negative 123 out of 10. Uh, but they talked about how the police didn't really investigate any of the missing boys and any missing persons cases because they generally came from the Heights neighborhood, which wasn't a wealthy part of town. And the boys that age were mostly considered to be runaways. Some families didn't even report them missing because it was one less mouth to feed fucking christ so riley uh quick question do you know who the less dead are no so the less dead are marginalized group of people Alrighty. marginalized groups of people Alrighty. um and who are considered to be easier to kill because the police will not investigate them in the way they deserve oh like prostitutes gay people minorities. black people sex workers etc and lord help you if you're any combination of the yep. group so that's literally the reason, like, uh, the reason Gacy and Dahmer and Picton were able to kill so, and so many serial killers got away with their shit for so long because they weren't investigated because the people they were killing weren't considered to be people, weren't be considered, yeah. their lives weren't considered worth investigating. Yeah. Because Gacy. So I fucked up here, guys. I said Gacy, but it was Dahmer and I knew it was Dahmer and I could see it in my head. Whatever. Excuse me saying Gacy. Gacy literally had a victim handed back to him by the police. That kid had a, was butt naked, 14, down the street, right? and had a hole drilled in his forehead, and the police went, oh, this is a gay thing, and gave him back. What the fuck? And then Gacy had been arrested for sodomy and in prison for sodomy before. But they still were like, nah, the missing teenage boys who all happen to work for Gacy? Don't know him. And Robert Picton killed sex workers in Canada. He's the one that fed them, fed their bodies to the pigs. Oh, mm-hmm. Picton, pig farmer, great, love that. Great, love it. But the reason, like these fucking assholes, got away with it for so long is because the police didn't deem these lives worth investigating. The less dead piss me off, or the concept, the idea of the less dead pisses me off so fucking hard. And uh, this is it wasn't in this episode of last podcast, last podcast on the left because they end up talking about the less dead a lot because of, they just covered so much true crime. Uh, but, like, they, uh, Henry made a joke that JonBenet Ramsey is, like, the most dead. Because she's- Child a, white. Child white, rich. Rich. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. The most dead. The most dead. Literal angel. The most dead. The, the, a literal the most, angel. The, the most dead person in the entirety of American history is JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. And yet we still don't know and what yet, the fuck happened. Well, I mean, like, we, we do know what happened, but we no, don't we know don't. what happened. We know what happened, but we don't know by whom. Yeah. The parents are really highly suspect, but also they've been ruled out several different ways. Yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, Riley Riley doesn't know shit about Jonathan A. Ramsey. I know an I know uh, I know more than I thought I did. Riley doesn't know shit about Jonathan A. Ramsey. Stop Anyway, okay, so basically Henley started telling police where the bodies were and they were like, Mm, sounds fake, dude. It sounds, looks like you just killed your friend in like a drug haze. And he was like nah. you, all right. He was like he, he started like, nah, dude. So, 
A lot, and I mean a lot of bodies, were said to be buried in this rented storage unit, the boat shed. Mostly what people were in the area were using to keep their boats. And so the police made Henley take them there. Inside Coral's boat shed, police found a half-stripped car, a child's bike, a large iron drum, water containers, two sacks of lime. Not lime like the fruit, like the building material. And a lot. L-Y-M-E? Yes. And a large plastic bag full of teenage boys' clothing. So they brought fucking prisoners in. They brought people from, like, the drunk tank in to the scene and gave them a sh- gave them shovels and made them start digging at this dirt floor in the boat shed. Because they're like, fine, if they're buried here, we'll get some local prisoners just to do some labor, <laughs> labor real quick. I and love the within- prison slavery system. Yeah, and within the first six inches of dirt, they discovered the first body. Six inches of dirt. Half a foot. That's half a ruler. The first body. Police continued excavating through the earth of the shed, unearthing the remains of more victims in varying stages of decomposition. Most of the bodies found were wrapped in thick, clear plastic sheeting. Some victims had been shot, others strangled, the ligature still wrapped tightly around their necks. Jesus. This is where it's going to get very graphic, so please hold on to your hats. This is the really, really not fun part I have been hinting at this whole time. Uh, we're going to head into really ugly territory for a few minutes. When it gets too heavy, we're going to make Riley try to say different words in different accents. This is not a no! skill she has. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. This is such a bad idea, Rachel. I'm going to get canceled. I'm not even a person yet. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't choose racist accents. I chose, like, the three British accents and German. This is going to be so bad. I'm so bad at everything. I know. That's how I we're, hope this is gonna make y'all laugh. That's how we're I'm inserting comedy because now I have paragraphs for each vic- or a paragraph or so for each of the okay. fucking twenty-eight victims. Okay. So twenty-eight confirmed victims. Twenty-eight confirmed victims. So Coral killed his first known victim, an eighteen-year-old college freshman, Jeffrey Conan, on September twenty-fifth, nineteen seventy. Conan vanished while hitchhiking with another student from the University of Texas to his parents' home in Houston. He was dropped off alone at the corner of Westheimer Road and South Voss Road near the uptown area of Houston. Coral likely offered Conan a lift to his parents' home, which Conan evidently accepted. David Brooks led the police to the body of Jeffrey Conan on August tenth, nineteen seventy-three. The body was buried at High Island Beach. Forensic scientists subsequently deduced that the youth had died of asphyxiation caused by manual strangulation and a, glo- and a cloth gag that had been placed in his mouth. The body was found buried beneath a large boulder covered in a thin layer of lime wrapped in plastic, naked, and bound hand and foot, su- ha- and bound hand and foot suggesting he had been violated. That's number one. All right. Continue. It's also uh, it's also suspected that a uh, covered in lime. What is lime? It's a building material, but it helps re- reduce smell. Ooh. Yeah. Dean Carl knew what he was doing. It's also suspected that uh, Dean Carl's actual first murder happened in the 10 months he was in service because uh, a fellow army officer was found shot dead very mysteriously uh, within the 10 months and where he was stationed Honestly, in Georgia, probably. I think. And so they think that also might have been Dean Coral, but there's literally no evidence and nothing, yeah. nothing other than like that's weird, and it la- matches up with his MO and his timeline. But that's yeah, but circumstantial, that's, and Dean Coral's dead, so he's never able to tell us. Nope. About the time of Conan's murder, David Brooks interrupted Coral in the act of sexually assaulting two teenage boys, whom he 
Coral had strapped to a four-poster bed. Coral promised Brooks a car in return for his silence. Brooks accepted the offer, and Coral later brought him a green Chevrolet Corvette. Coral later told Brooks that he had killed the two youths and offered him $200 for any boys he could lure to lure Laurel. Because <laughs> I've been saying Coral. Lure, that's not funny. Lure to Coral's apartment. On December 13th, 1970, Brooks Laurel... Brooks lured... Lured... I hate this. I hate this. Two four- Are you sure the thing is it about me? Yeah. I think it's about you. Allured two 14-year-old Spring Branch youths named James Glass and Danny Yates away from a religious rally in the Heights District to Coral's Houston, Yorktown apartment. 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 Glass was in a... Quite- I love talking. I know. Glass- I love words. Glass was an acquaintance of Brooks who, at Brooks' behest, had previously visited Coral's address. Both youths were tied to opposite sides of Coral's torture board and subsequently raped, strangled, and buried in the boat shed. Um, an electrical cord with alligator clips attached to each end was buried alongside Yates' body. So take what you will about that and torture. Six weeks after the double murder of Glass and Yates, on January 30th, 1971, Brooks and Coral encountered two teenage boys, Donald and Jerry Waldrop, walking toward their parents' home. The Waldrop brothers had been driven to a friend's home by their father with plans to discuss forming a bowling league and had begun walking home after learning their friend was not at home. Both boys were enticed into Coral's van and driven into apartments Coral had rented where they were raped, tortured, strangled, and subsequently buried in the boat shed. How are we feeling? I feel like I could say a word right now. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's. Okay. So, uh, we're going to start with Irish. I don't know anything about the Irish dialect. Yep. No, you don't. So. <laughs> no. And these are, these are normal words. This is like the TikTok accent challenge. No, no, no. I know, but I don't know anything about the Irish dialect. I don't know anything. I wasn't, I didn't watch Niall Horan interviews. I don't know anything about or the- Or Dairy Ni- Girls. You haven't watched Dairy Girls, either. I haven't watched anything. I don't know anything about the Irish culture. Oh, culture. Culture. All right. Culture. So, aunt. I don't know anything. You, you guys just do it. Irish you can't, it can't be worse than when that little mixed girl tried to read in Jamaican and just Ballista. went- Just went, Ballista. So, aunt. Give it your best shot. Irish sound? I'm literally trying two, to think about anything. Two farts about- in a bar. <laughs> Just give it your best shot. It's going to be bad. And that's- <laughs> oh, no. I'm this so is the stress so- relief, Riley. You just got to go with it. Ah! It's a stress relief for everyone else, but it's stress inducing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to use brain. Brain is not fun. Uh, ant? Ant. Irish dialect. No, it's that's an accent, right? It's in dialect, because uh, if no, but I, uh, Gaelic language. is a language, okay. mm-hmm. but it's the Irish dialect, because it's still a form of English. I... <laughs> I'm not going to correct you, because I don't know anything. I don't know. <laughs> Roof. Wait, we're doing multiple. Four. Was... You're doing four <laughs> words. Four at once? Yes. Ah. Roof. <laughs> you just said it in cursive, you stupid slut. I don't know anything. It's probably it's about pro- the Irish. They probably like- they probably say rough, so it's probably roof. It's probably roof, roof. Well, you're like you're, anything like a dog barking do is gonna be more correct than me. Let's start there. Envelope. I still don't know anything about the Irish dialect. That doesn't change anything. Please just try it. <laughs> I have to think about the sentence that you just said and try and apply it. 
awfully. Cause I don't know IPA. I don't know IPA either. Great. Just say two farts. Iron, iron, iron. Two farts I'm... in a bar. Envelope. Ew, that was gross. Envelope. 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 Yeah, that's fine. That's, that counts. All right, right, all right. And then last one. Root. Root. Route. Probably. Route. All right. So let's go back to Dean Coral. God, that was a nightmare. I don't know anything about the Irish dialect, and it shows. Well, it's going to get worse, both dialect-wise and murder-wise. Wait, do I have to do more Irish dialects? No, we're changing the, We're changing out of the Irish after that. But oh, God bless. I don't know anything about the Irish dialect. You still got three more dialects to get through, so. I know more about the British dialect than any other dialect. We're probably not going to do British. <laughs> okay, so no. um, we talked about the poor wall drops. So that's our first set of brothers. There are two sets of brothers that Coral murders. Oh, awful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like the Dahmer, the kid that they gave back to Dahmer was yeah. one of his previous victims' younger brothers, by the way. Oh, that family's cursed. Yeah, the mom's pissed. Anyway, as she should be. Yeah, as um, she should be. So, between March and May 1971, Coral abducted and killed three victims, all of whom lived in Houston Heights, and all whom were buried toward the rear of the rented boat shed. In each of these abductions, Brooks is known to have been a participant to one of these three victims, 15-year-old Random Harvey. Random. Randall Harvey was last seen by his family the afternoon of March 9th, circling towards Oak Forest, where he worked part-time as a gas station attendant. Harvey was driven to Coral's Magnum Road apartment, where he was subsequently killed by a single gunshot to the head. The other two victims, 13-year-old David Hillegeist and 16-year-old Gregory Malley Winkle, were abducted and killed together on the afternoon of May 29th, 1971. Those might have been because, uh, yeah, okay. So David Hillegeist and Gregory Winkle were just on the way to the pool to go swimming when they were abducted, and so that their parents like fervently fought against the idea that they were runaways because, like, his one of their dads was later quoted as saying, "Who runs away with only their beach towel and eighty cents?" <laughs> yeah. So, as the case, um, as had been the case with the parents of the other victims of Coral, both sets of parents launched a frantic search for their sons. Yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. If I had just read the next goddamn sentence. I love reading. One of the youths who had voluntarily offered to distribute posters the parents had printed in offering a reward for the information leading to the boys' whereabouts was a 15-year-old Elmer Wayne Henley, a lifelong friend of Hillegeist. The youth pinned the reward posters around the heights and attempted to reassure Hillegeist's parents that there may be an innocent explanation for the boy's absence. He was already an accomplice at this point. Oh, awful. Thanks. Thanks, Elmer! Yeah. Fucking Elmer looking ass. Fucking Elmer looking ass! You don't get to get called by your preferred name if you're an asshole! <laughs> yeah. So, on, um, let's see. No, I feel like I should clarify. You get to be called by your preferred name. Even if you're an asshole. Not if if you're an asshole, but like a normal asshole, like a human asshole, like a jerk. Human asshole, like a jerk. Not if you're yeah. Elmer Wayne Henley. Yeah, fuck Elmer. Fuck the, this guy. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, on August. Just to clarify. On August seventeenth, nineteen seventy-one, Coral and Brooks encountered a seventeen-year-old acquaintance of Brooks named Reuben Watson Hanny walking home from a movie theater in Houston. Brooks persuaded Hanny to attend a party at an address Coral had moved to. Um, the previous month, Hanny agreed and was taken to Coral's home, where he was subsequently strangled and buried in the boat shed. September 17th, or not September 17th, September 1971, Coral moved to another apartment in the Heights. Brooks later stated he had assisted Coral in the abduction and murder of two youths during this time, um, including one youth who was killed, quote-unquote, just before Wayne Henley came into the picture. Oh, just kidding. Wayne Henley was not an accomplice yet. 
for the last. Oh, okay. He, but he. But he. But I mean, the minute the minute he realized that Coral was abducting yeah. boys and that Brooks was part of it, he should have understood that his friend Hillegeist done did get snatched and murdered. Yeah. So still, you're still an asshole. Yeah. Henley. The seventies is not a good time to be a the kid. The murder seven the seventies were so violent, and I think there's a big theory it's because of all the lead that was everywhere. Yeah. Because there's lead paint, yeah, lead in the water, and that's before anyone understood the damages of lead on the human body and such. Yeah. So there's lead in the water a lot in like the fifties and sixties, which grew, yeah, which, which caused... made damaged adults in the seventies. Um. So in his confession, Brooks stated the youth immediately. Are the youth killed immediately prior to Henley's involvement in the murders was abducted from the heights and kept alive for approximately four days before his murder. Henley said the first abduction he participated in occurred during the time Coral resided at 295 uh, Schuyler Street, an address Coral moved to in February 1972. Brooks later claimed that Henley became involved in the abductions while Coral resided at the address he had occupied immediately. So that's an inconsistency in their stories. It's whatever. If Henley's statement is to be believed, the victim was abducted from the Heights in February 1972. In the statement Henley gave to police following his arrest, the youth stated he and Coral picked up a, quote-unquote, a boy at the street corner of 11th and Studwood and lured him into Coral's home with the promise of smoking weed with the pair. Coral's, at Coral's residence, using a ruse he and Coral had prepared, Henley cuffed his own hands behind his back, freed himself with a key hidden in his back pocket, then duped the youth into donning the handcuffs before, um observing coral bind and gag him henley then left the youth alone with coral believing he was to be sold into the sexual slavery ring the identity the identity of the first victim henley assisted in the abduction of remains unknown yeah so that boy Damn. they recently like as recently as 2013 i think 2011 2013 identified one of the victims jesus yeah 50 years fucking later um so, less than one month later, on February 24th, 1972, Henley, Brooks, and Coral encountered an 18-year-old acquaintance of Henley named Frank Aguirre, leaving a restaurant on Yale Street where the youth worked. Henley called Aguirre over to Coral's van and invited the youth to drink beer and smoke weed with the trio at Coral's apartment. Aguirre agreed and followed the trio to Coral's home in his Rambler. Inside Coral's house, Aguirre smoked marijuana with the trio before picking up a pair of handcuffs Coral had left on the table. In response, Coral pounced on Aguirre pushed him into the table and cuffed his hands behind his back. Henry Henley later claimed that he had not known of Coral's true intentions towards Aguirre when he had persuaded the youth to accompany him to Coral's home. In a 2010 interview, he claimed to have attempted to persuade Coral not to assault and kill Aguirre once Coral and Brooks had bound and gagged the youth. However, Coral refused, informing Henley that he had raped, tortured, and killed the previous victim he had assisted in abducting and that he intended to do the same with Aguirre. Henley subsequently assisted Coral and Brooks in burying Aguirre's body at High Island Beach. This is the boyfriend of the girl who ended up dating Henley. I would like to do a diet like challenge. You'd like to do a diet like challenge? Yeah, that one's that one's a little hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're going British now, Riley. Yay! The one dialect I kind of know about. So we're doing six it's words. It's going to be so bad. We're doing six words because you vaguely know this one. I vaguely know this one. Theater. Theater. Caught. Like like a like, like a sleeping caught, like, cot? No, like to grab. Like I caught it. Oh, caught. Uh, I'm pretty sure the same either way. It's just spelling different. I, yeah, but still. Salmon. Say it with the L. <laughs> okay. Say it with the L, slut. <laughs> I do. Okay, so if you don't know, I... Well, I said salmon. I said salmon. I say walk. I don't know. I don't know why L's are silent. It's, it's that like, silent L that fucks up right. Like, it's just like, I, I like saying things in my brain. I got like it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But it's probably like salmon. 
Seven. Yeah. Uh, caramel. 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 Probably. Probably. Probably with. Probably like fucking that last probably, day. Yeah. Probably fuck that last vowel. Fire. I have to think about that one. That one's a little harder. Yeah, because it's so short. Yeah. Fire? Fire, probably. Fire. And last one, coupon. Coupon? <laughs> what? I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No. Don't be coupon. stupid. Coupon. Coupon. Yeah. You have a very posh dialect. I do. I do. I do indeed. God, I can't wait till someone tries to teach you Cockney and you have to God, fuck up your whole God, it's going to be so bad. Because okay. I, I have my British dialect very in the front of my mouth. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, it's, it is it's very much easier to bring it forward. Yeah, instead of bringing it But then it you got to bring it back for Cockney. Yeah. And, like, not pronounce any of the, and any, I, any, any of the uh, fucking consonants. Yeah, and I just... Like Adele. I just cannot do that Adele's right now. super Cockney. Anyway. Uh, let's get back to boy cannot, murder, shall we? I cannot we? fathom that idea yet. Let's get back to boy murder. Let's do it. Uh, April 20th, 1972, Henley assisted Coral and Brooks in the abduction of another youth, a 17-year-old named Mark Scott. Scott, who is well known to both Henley and Brooks, was grabbed by force and fought furiously against the attempts of Coral to restrain him, even attempting to stab his attackers with a knife. However, Scott saw Henley pointing a pistol towards him, and according to Brooks, Scott, quote, just gave up. Oh. Scott was tied to the torture board and suffered the same fate as Aguirre. Rape, torture, and strangulation, and burial at High Island Beach. Brooks stated Henley was especially sadistic in his participation in the murders committed at Schuyler Street. Before Coral vacated the address on June 26th, Henley assisted Coral and Brooks in the abduction and murder of two youths named Billy... It's... Bouch? It's B-A-U-L-C-H. Bouch? 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 I think Bouch is correct. Bouch is probably the most correct we want to get. And Johnny DeLome. In Brooks' confession, he stated that both youths were tied to Coral's bed, and after their torture and rape, Henley manually strangled Bouch, then shouting, Hey, Johnny! and shot DeLome in the forehead, with the bullet exiting through the youth's ear. DeLome then pleaded with Henley, Wayne, please don't, before he was strangled. Both youths were buried at Highland Beach. Um having a time we'll do one more and then an accent challenge because those ones yes. are very hard the, yes. the really sadistic ones are very hard yes indeed after vague... wait how many have we gone through so far i haven't been keeping track oh no after vacating the Skylar residence coral moved to an apartment at westcott towers where in the summer of 1972 he is known to have killed a further two victims the first of these victims 17 year old si- uh steven sickman sick man uh sick man jesus that's how his name is spelled was last seen leaving a party held in the heights shortly before midnight on july 19th the youth was savagely bludgeoned about the chest with a blunt instrument before he was strangled and buried in the boat shed approximately one month later on about on or about august 21st a 19 year old named roy bunton was abducted while walking to his job as an assistant in a houston shoe store bunton was gagged with a section of a turkish towel in his mouth and his mouth bound with adhesive tape he was shot twice in the head and buried in the boat shed. Neither youth was named by either Brooks or Henley as being a victim of Coral, and both youths were only identified as victims in 2011. Jesus. There was three or four they couldn't identify of 28 yeah. bodies they found. Or the 27 bodies they found, and then Henley said there was for sure another one in there, but they just they, they just, they just found it. They, they, were already dug, they had already dug so deep that they didn't find the 28th. I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what happened there. Let's do another. Uh, <laughs> let's Ax- do another accent challenge. Accent challenge. All right. So uh, we're going Scottish now, Riley. Oh, no. <laughs> I also don't know anything about, about the, the Scottish dialect. It's a great, great day for Mutka race. Oh, no. This is going to be it's, so it's, bad. It's, it's rougher. It is going to be so bad. 
Um, I still have like ten or ooh, I still have a lot of words left, so we'll end up doing recycling dialects. Alrighty, I hope we recycle. Unless, British. unless, unless we will just we'll just do the last ones in cursive. Ah, that's gonna that's gonna be fun for y'all because yeah, so I love doing cursive. We're doing four in Scottish. All right, Tumblr. Like, think about that really. That like, really. No, no, no. I have to ask the spelling. Is it like Tumblr? Tumblr like the, like the website? website. Okay. Yeah, but I'll say for the Scottish dialect, dialect, I think of that really pretty girl, the pretty singer, Scottish girl. The the, I yeah, the, who sang? Because uh, I want to dance with the Highland girl. Far, into, far side of the world by. Uh, I want to dance with the Highland girl. Wait, I have. Where the sky rakes out for miles. Want to feel the breeze of the very trees in the far side of the world. By Tidelines, far side of yeah, the world. Yeah, she did a really beautiful cover of it on, on TikTok. She's I super, super Scottish. Spotify Is it on Spotify well. now? I think. I think she's. I think she's going to put it on Spotify, but I know it's on YouTube for sure now. Okay, because she's fantastic. But it's a, it's a gorgeous. It's a beautiful and, Scottish song. It is. Anyway, um, so Tumblr. Also, I think Merida. Oh, God. I also did not watch Brave a lot. <laughs> I've seen it once, so. I've seen it once in theaters, and I think we own it, but I don't. We do don't own think, it, and that's how I, don't I saw think it. I think we ever watched it. I, we, we watched it at least once, because that's how I saw it. I saw it in theaters. I, I did not see it in theaters. And I remember being like, this movie's Okay. I've watched a a a movie a movie review on it and how and how good it could have been. It just it just stuck with me. I'll say I was also about to be like think David Tennant, but then you don't know shit about David Tennant. I do not know. I don't know because I just he's he's one he's one of the doctors, but in a lot of films he does, they make him do the British dialect. He's also in Harry Potter, um, but he's super fucking Scottish. And in this crime TV show that Mom and I like, which I can't remember what it's called. He's just super Scottish as a police officer, and it's three seasons of him just yelling in Scottish, and I love it. Yells in Scottish. For real. Anyway, okay, so Tumblr. Oh, God, I'm so scared, because I don't know. I don't Riley, know. if you fuck up, it's just for the entertainment of the audience. We know you're not good at this. Alrighty. My perfectionist really said... <laughs> my perfectionist right really said, absolutely not. Absolutely said, nope. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, Tumblr. 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 Probably with an <laughs> Tumblr. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Why? Pecan. Why? We don't even know how to say it in the American dialect. Say pecan or pecan. I don't give a shit. Whichever one you think is easier, probably. <laughs> Stop toff standing at me. No, it's it's because I just imagine like Scottish people just like having muscles. You, it's because you imagine so... them in their kilts flipping the logs. Yes, it's because it's because it's because like Scooby Doo and the Loch Ness monster. Stop mentioning <laughs> fucking Scooby-Doo. I, I swear to God, I will never escape Scooby-Doo just solely through Rachel. Rachel, get Scooby-Doo tattered on you. That's it. I might. Don't tempt me. Our matching tattoos are just Scooby-Doo tattoos. What's your Scooby-Doo? Coming after you. Hi, Nick Jonas. This is my, this is my impersonation of you singing. Uh, yes. the Scooby-Doo. What's your Scooby-Doo? We're coming after you. We're gonna solve that mystery. I see you, Scooby-Doo. Anyway, so we can. <laughs> Pecan. Pecan. <laughs> well, okay, Rachel's looking at me like a goddamn Because I don't have to read right now, so. <laughs> it's because Rachel looks like Pennywise if she, like, tilts her head too low. <laughs> I hate that you're correct. <laughs> I hate it. Pecan. I don't know. You tried it. I, I did not try well. Both. Like the both of us? Yeah. Both. Uh, yeah, that one's probably the most accurate thing you've said. I know. Uh, again. 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 
I will just do one more because those ones are short. Probably. 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 <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, I feel so bad to this. I feel Riley, bad. Do you to think we have Scottish listeners? You know what? I hope any- we do. I hope we do. I know we don't, but I hope we do. Maybe eventually. Cross my fingers. If you're a Scottish listener and this is like your 2022, hit us up and tell us how hit to us actually up, say. Tell words. us how to actually say any of these words. I do also not know how we to say we any of them. we did get an email, but Riley has not deciphered. If you don't okay, follow me it's on coded, it's if you a, don't follow it's a coded me, message. if you don't follow Grab Bag Pod on Twitter, I tweeted like, "Hey, send us an email with a coded with an encrypted message that Riley will make Riley decode." She hasn't decoded it yet, so I've been, check back later. Thanks, Dom, for the I email. Don't, I don't know anything about codes. I don't know why you made it encrypted, like the, the fucking Minecraft table. Like, I was thinking I like fucking the, fucking the Zodiac. It's not that hard. You just have to figure out where things like. It's not that hard. Then why don't you do it? I might. All right. One of us will do it. To break codes like that, all you have to do is like figure out like, oh, there's. This is two. These are two letters. This one's two letters. These are two letters. What letters overlap and what words might they be? So like it, as, and, uh, or shit like that, mm-hmm. and then find where those letters overlap and over and figure out other words. I've never deciphered a code before. I don't know why. Me you either. So- um. Damn, I really can't use that excuse now. <laughs> we really said. I just know a lot about codes. how they deciphered the zodiac. The, the like one or two letters they did yeah. end up deciphering. Uh, anyway, so let's go back to boy murder. On October 2nd, 1972, Henley and Brooks encountered two Heights youths, Wally J. Simonow. It's Simon with an E-A-U-X. So, Simonow. It's that French. Simon. 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 And Richard Hembry. Henley and Brooks spotted the youths walking to Hembry's home. Simonow and Hembry were enticed into Brooks' Corvette and driven to Coral's Westcott Towers apartment. That evening, Simonow was known to have phoned his mother's home and have shouted the word mama into the receiver. Before the connection was terminated. The following morning, Hambry was accidentally shot in the mouth by Henley, with the bullet exiting through his neck. Several hours later, both youths were strangled to death and subsequently buried in a common grave beside... Beside... Or, no, beside... Inside, sorry. Inside Coral's boat shed directly above the bodies of James Glass and Danny Yates. The weird thing is, Henley's the one doing, like, most of the murders. He's participating. He said six or eight. It's closer to most. Yeah. Most that he was around for, he very much He very much, like, pulled the trigger or strangled, strangled them. He did, he, he is not, he claimed more innocence than he was. Than he was, than yeah, he had. Yeah. Sometime following the month, sometime in the following month, an 18-year-old Oak Forest youth known to both Coral and Henley named Williard Branch. Williard. Williard. It is Williard. I, was, I thought I just said it stupid. It's Williard. It's not William. It's Williard. There's an why, ARD. Why wouldn't you name that one after a tree if your last name is Branch? I want willow branch, oak branch, forest branch, tree branch. You're going to hell and your kids are going to hate you. My last name is Robbins. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. <laughs> I'm not changing my last name. They ain't going to have that opportunity. It's fine. Will you're... Unless I name like, them like Red. Red, Red Robin. Robbins. Maroon Robin. Um, Willard Branch disappeared while hitchhiking from Mount Pleasant to Houston. His gag and em- emasculated body was buried in the boat shed. Do you know what it means? Emasculated? No. They cut off his penis. It was found in a bag next to his dead body. On November 15th... Not my peen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember reading that and I was like, ugh. I don't even have a penis, I don't even but... I have a penis, but ugh. Um, on November 15th, a 19-year-old Heights youth named Richard Kepner disappeared on his way to a phone Wait, booth. Wait, I have a question. Why do... Do we know why they cut off the penis? Or Torture. Did, but, like... A specific reason? No. Just... Yep. 
Not like anything like particular. No. Just no. he wanted the dick off that day. Torture. Fuck the dick, I guess. Fuck the dick, I guess. <laughs> um, Kepner was strangled and buried at Highland Beach. Altogether, at least ten teenagers between the ages of thirteen and nineteen were murdered between February and November in 1972. Five of whom were buried at Highland Beach and five inside Coral's boat shed. On January 20th, 1973, Coral moved to an address on Whit Road in Spring Branch District in the Spring Branch District of Houston. Within two weeks of moving to this address, he had killed 17-year-old Joseph Lyles. Lyles was known to both Coral and Brooks. Uh, he had lived on the same street Brooks resided on in 1973. On March 7th, Coral vacated his Whit Road, literally two months later, and moved to 2020 Lamar Drive, an address his father had vacated in Pasadena. This is his final address, guys. We are in the home we stretch, are in of, the the home stretch of the murders. Um, so we with, can finally make fun of this dick With us weed. being in the home stretch of the murders, let's do another accent challenge. Alrighty. German. Last, oh. Oma's gonna be so disappointed in me. Well, I just crossed herself. Okay. I did just cross myself. I'm gonna need it. Lawyer. I'm really just trying to think about how Oma talks, and it is no, I have not talked to Oma in so long. Thankfully. Our grandma does not have a- I mean, she has a phone, but she has got a cell phone that she doesn't like using, and, like, the second day she had it, she called me on said cell phone and was like, how do I call my friend Anne? And I'm like, is her number in your phone? And she's like, yes, but I can't find it. And I'm like, Oma, how did you, you have- me? You have- because mine saved, like, right at the top, and I had called myself from the phone just to make sure it was working, so she probably just hit redial. Um, but I was like, Oma- this isn't any different from how your home phone works. You have her number memorized. You could just type it in. You could just punch it in since you already do that on your regular home phone. And she was like, but I want to find the contact. And I'm like, then go to the contacts. And the conversation lasted five minutes and then she hung up on me. Anyway, so that's our very, very German grandmother who doesn't uh, like technology. Yeah. So lawyer in a German accent. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. I don't know anything also about the German dialect, even though it's I an was accent. phrased correct even though i was raised around the accent my entire life i still don't know i can't anything about either it. so i just thought it'd be fun oh thanks yeah <laughs> love that we only do f these next ones are we're only doing four of the german but the last two are kind of hard so as if the first one isn't stopping me all right <laughs> you're just you're just making saliva sounds you gross fuck i'm trying to get to the back of my mouth True. that's where it is it is I tried to learn German. I sing in German. Uh, I was and just singing I in German. I literally yeah. can't. Well, because it's bringing that pronunciation to English. English? That's harder. Uh, English it's, is such a stupid language. It's, I have to get my brain around it. Because it's not. There's no like hard consonant sounds in that word either. It's a very. Yeah, it's very. It's soft. It's a very soft word. So, like, it wouldn't have that hard of an uh, accent on it either. I would say you put a hard L on it, yeah, and like then lawyer. just, like, lawyer. 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 Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that one's actually pretty close, probably. Hey. It feels close. <laughs> feels close. Water. Oh, just think about Oma ordering. I know. I was about to be like, Oma orders this every, she orders every, it every, everywhere we go. Every, everywhere we go. And yet, I'm still, like. Just have a water. I'm still, like. she's almost British with her accent. Yes. Water? Water. 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 I don't know. Close enough. We tried. All right. These last two are a little more hard. Mayonnaise. <laughs> I just saw all the pity in Rachel's eyes. Just <laughs> a rush <laughs> to the front of her face. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that I made you fucking say mayonnaise when you can't even say mayonnaise normally. <laughs> I can't even say it in my own fucking pronunciation, more or less. Mayonnaise. 
mayonnaise. Because I like saying mayonnaise. I like saying ma- mayonnaise. I know. And you like saying mayonnaise like a little asshole. Like the English dialect. There's a Y in there. Yeah. And you don't pronounce it. No. Why don't you pronounce the letters in words? Can you just calm the fuck down and say the word, please? No, i We still have more boy murder to get to. Oh. That also is a soft word. These are soft words, Rachel. Yeah. I hate you. Oh, Jesus. It's like... May- m- they probably mayonnaise. also say it. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. But... Ma- 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 mayonnaise. 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 There's no, there's no, there's no like there's th- no, though. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing in the back of the throat. That's All right, why it's... cool. We did our best. Oh, pajamas. It's the last one for German. These are all soft words. Uh, I just want to go into British. Pajamas. <laughs> that was just British. Okay. Ich bin Rachel, obviously, but. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not it's pajamas is a soft word. Pajamas. Probably miss. Pajamas. Probably. You try. I did. I, I, no, you didn't. I did. I Do it again. It. Do it again. Ah. Uh, pajamas. I, you're British. I'm British. I'm so British. I can't. I don't know. How okay, to do cool. It. We'll give up. We'll give up. We'll ask our grandma later. We'll ask our grandma later. Sorry, Oma. <laughs> Sorry to all of our German relatives. Yeah, Ooh, Eliza. She's super cool. She's the one yeah. who also majored in theater, but in Germany. Yeah. She's cool. Okay, so back to boy murder. Now that you know boy too much murder. about our German family. Yay. On June 4th, Henley and Coral abducted 15 year old William Ray Lawrence. The youth was last seen alive by his father on 31st Street. After three days of abuse and torture, Lawrence was strangled before being buried at Lake Sam Rayburn. Less than two weeks later, 20 year old Raymond Stanley Blackburn was abducted, strangled, and buried at Lake, Ray- uh, at Lake Sam Rayburn. On July 6, 1973, Wayne Henley began attending classes at the coach's driving school in Bel Air, where he became acquainted with a 15-year-old Homer Luis Garcia. Um, or probably Omer. Luis Garcia. The following day, Garcia phoned his mother to say he was spending the night with a friend. He was shot and left to bleed to death in Coral's bathtub before he was buried at Lake, Ram- uh, Ray- Lake Sam Rayburn. Five days later, on July 12th, con- happy birthday. Oh, thanks. 17-year-old John Sellers of Orange County was bound, shot, and buried. And- Shot to death and buried at uh, High Island Beach. In July 1973, David Brooks married his pregnant fiance, a woman. And Henley temporarily became Coral's sole procurer of victims, assisting in the abduction and murder of three Heights youths between July 19th and 25th. Three in six days. Henley claimed these three abductions were the only three that occurred after becoming an accomplice to Coral in which David Brooks was not a participant. So the only ones he did yeah, solo. Yeah, pl- solo. One of these three victims, 15-year-old Michael Belch, Belch, again, hello, this is the brother, brother of previous victim Billy Belch, was last seen uh, by his family on July 19th on his way to get a haircut. He was strangled. This kid was 15? Yeah, 15. I think the other one was his older brother who was like 17. Yeah. Um, he was strangled and buried at Lake Sam Rayburn. The other two victims, Charles Coble and Marty Ray Jones, were abducted together on the afternoon of July 25th. Henley himself later buried both the youth's bodies in the boat shed. On August, 7th, on August 3rd, 1973, Coral killed his last victim, a 13-year-old South Houston uh, boy named James Stanton Dramala. 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 He, went, he went young for his last victim. Yeah, buddy. One of the youngest. 
Um, Jay Mala yeah, was abducted yeah, yeah. by Brooks and Coral while riding his bike in Pasadena and driven to Lamar upon the pretense of collecting empty glass bottles to resell. At Coral's home, Dreamala was tied to Coral's torture board, raped and tortured and strangled with a cord before being buried in the boat shed. David Brooks later described Dreamala as a small blonde boy for whom he had bought a pizza and in whose company he had spent 45 minutes before the youth was attacked. That's, this is who we think the bike belonged to. The bike in the boat shed that they found? Yeah, was probably. this poor baby's bike? Probably. Because he didn't have enough time to dispose of it. Nope. All the victims had been found sodomized, and most victims bore evidence of sexual torture. Pubic hairs had been plucked out. Genitals had been chewed. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, I should I give a shit? Oh, let me give an... I forgot about this paragraph. This is a big-ass trigger warning. Skip 10 seconds if you are not here for it, okay? All the victims had been found sodomized, and most victims had bore evidence of sexual torture. Pubic hairs had been plucked out. Genitals had been chewed. Objects had been inserted into their rectums, and glass rods had been inserted into their urethra and smashed. Jesus cloth rags had also been inserted into the victim's mouths and adhesive tape wound around their faces to muffle their screams the tongue of the first victim uncovered uh protruded over one inch beyond the, to the tooth margin the mouth of the third victim unearthed on august 8th was so agape that all upper and lower teeth were visible leading investigators to theorize the youth had died with a scream on his lips it starts getting better now guys i promise no more boy murder. No, no more. That's, that's, that's just all the description of the boy murders. Oh. Now we're getting into the aftermath of finding of the bodies. Now we get to the justice part. The little the there is. justice part. Great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. well, I love the 70s in America. Love it. Yeah. So while the police were excavating the bodies in the boat shed is when a journalist let Henley use his car. Because Henley was there the entire time. Henley used his car phone to call his mom in a now infamous telephone confession, which we're going to listen to, and I'm going to insert here because it's heartbreaking. Jesus. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so we're going to pause and listen to the confession. Who? Mama. Who's this? It's Wayne. Yes, this is Mama, baby. Mama? Yeah. I killed Dean. Wayne? Ma'am? What are you doing? Yeah, yes, Oh God! Where are you? Um, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Where are you? I'm, I'm out of his warehouse. Where? Out of that warehouse, he keeps. Can I come out there? Yes, yes. No. Is it a park? She can't. No, you can't come. I'm, I'm with the police, Mama. Yeah, so it's a little incomprehensible, but you can hear him. Uh, are you going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's really it's sad. So we know he's a fucking monster. but We know he's a fucking it's, monster. It's, it's, him his, talking to his, it's his mom. It's his, it's his mom, mom that makes, that makes really it really sad. Because his mom had no idea. No, mom, I killed Dean. And she goes, what? And then he says, I killed Dean. And she goes, why? And yeah, then she asks, she asks if she can come to him. And he's yeah, like, yeah. And then the police were like, no. And he's like, no, you can't. Just sorry. You can hear the Texas in his voice, too. Mama, mama, I killed Dean. You can hear the Texas in her voice. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. She didn't even call him Elmer. She named him Elmer, and she didn't even call him Elmer. Anyway, probably wasn't. It's just I don't know. It it just be like it just be like that. We didn't do any like American accents. We didn't do like a, a really? Southern accent because those are easy. I didn't want to be easy on you. Okay, ow, it's not, that hurts. It's not funny if it's easy on you. Oh, okay, okay, fine. So, accompanied by his father, David Brooks uh, presented himself at the Houston police station on the evening of August 8th. Wait, this man had a child. A David Brooks? Yeah. His pregnant fiance. Yeah. Yeah. 
That man reproduced. Yeah. David Brooks was also the one that was groomed into this. Yes. Okay. And he's also the one that... Henley seems to be like an attention whore because he talks about this literally all the time, whereas Brooks has never given a statement other than to the police. Okay. I think Brooks genuinely was just not having was a time. Just was really was, groomed into this. Was really groomed and into this. Cole, and he and really gave him money anything. and was like a father figure. He did, yeah, it he was, still did things. I'm not alleviating no, 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 him no, no, of no. any guilt of because he was not innocent. But But he was the one more groomed into this. He was more of a victim than and Henley he was. He really didn't do anything to stop. He did. He did, but he didn't do it like Henley did. He he didn't enjoy it the way Henley did. Yes. Supposedly. Supposedly. With the evidence and what's been said, he didn't enjoy it the way Henley did. What we know in quotations. Yeah. He didn't enjoy it the way Henley did. Yeah. So he did do things. You can't say he didn't do anything. That's why I'm trying to stop you because I'm like, that's inherently incorrect. Thank you because I'm. Whether he wanted to or not, he still did things. Yeah. Okay. So David Brooks presented himself at the Houston uh, Houston Police Station on the evening of August 8th. Um, so August 7th is when they started digging up all the bodies. Um, I think. Yeah, if I have my timeline. No, August 8th is when they started digging up all the bodies. And gave a statement in which he denied only participation in the murders, but admitted to having known that Coral had raped and killed two youths in 1970. On the morning of August 9th, 1973, Henley gave a full written statement detailing his and Brooks' involvement with Dean Coral in the abduction and murder of numerous youths. In his confession, Henley readily admitted to having personally killed approximately nine youths and have and have and to have assisted Coral in the strangulation of others. He stated the only three abductions and murders Brooks had not assisted him in Coral in were the three murders committed in the summer of 1973, where he was gone. Yeah. That afternoon, Henley accompanied police to Lake Sam Rayburn in San Augustine County, where he, Brooks, and Coral had buried four victims killed that year. Two additional bodies were found in shallow, lime-soaked graves located close to a dirt road inside the lakeside cabin log cabin owned by Coral's family. Police found a second plywood torture board, rolls of plastic sheeting, shovels, and a sack of lime. Police found nine additional bodies in the boat shed on August 9th. So they found like eight or so the first day, and then an additional nine. On August 10th, 19... This is just three days of them just binding all these dead yeah. boys. On August 10th, 1973, Henley again accompanied police to Lake Sam Rayburn, where two more bodies were found buried just 10 feet apart. That afternoon, both Henley and Brooks accompanied the police to High Island Beach, leading police to the shallow graves of two more victims. On August 13th, both Henley and Brooks again accompanied the police to Lake, uh, or to Highburn Beach, High Island Beach, sorry, where four more bodies were found, marking a total of 27 known victims, the worst killing spree in American history at that time. At that time. I'll, I'll get into who tops it, who tops it and when. Um, Henley initially assisted, insisted that there were two more bodies to be found inside the boat shed, that the bodies of two more boys had been buried at the, uh, and that the bodies of two more boys had been buried at High Island Beach in 1972. Those four bodies had not been found, but that would make Henley's spree 32 rather than 28. Yeah. At the time, the killing spree was the worst case of serial murder in terms of numbers of victims in the United States. The record of number known, uh, the record... The record number of known victims attributed to a single murder case set by the Houston Mass Murders was only surpassed in 1978, five years later, by guess who, Riley? Jeffrey Dahmer. John Wayne Gacy. Ah, clown boy. Who murdered 33 boys and young men and who admitted to being influenced by Coral and his accomplices. It is also rumored. It's not fact. It's not... But it's it's also rumored that John Wayne had accomplices, but they've never been found and they've never come forward. But uh, a lot of the things... If you look at a, some of the timelines with John Wayne Gacy, it's really hard for him to have done it all by himself. 
So, by the way. Clown boy. Just by the way. Pogo the motherfucking clown. The families of the murdered youths assist, uh, asserted that the police should have noted an insidious trend in the pattern of disappearance of teenage boys from the Heights neighborhood. Other family members complained the police had been dismissive in their adamant insistence that their sons had no reason to run away from home. Again, the less dead. After, after the recovery of the eighth body from the boat shed uh, was completed at 11.55 p.m., the investigation was discontinued until the next day. Uh, and that's why they waited until the next day to find more bodies. Let's talk about the trial and how I wish Henley didn't kill Corals co so the state could have. I'm not saying I'm for the death penalty because, you know, if even one innocent person is killed on death row, it's a flawed system. But I am saying Dean Coral would have been not persecuted <laughs> for all these crimes with the overwhelming evidence. Elmer Wayne Henley and David Owen Brooks were tried separately for their roles in the murders. Henley was brought to trial in San Antonio on July 1st, 1974. Charged with six murders committed between March 1972 and July 1973. Throughout the trial, the state in introduced 82 pieces of evidence, including Coral's torture board and one of the boxes used to transport the victims. Jesus. Yeah, because apparently Coral also had something like a boo box. You know what a boo box is? No. It's a pirate thing that they use in Peter Pan, but they also use in, like, <laughs> war crimes. Where they put you in a box and then they'll dump like scorpions in the box. That's what happens in Peter Pan. And governments actually use that. So he had something like a boo box where it was a box big enough to hold a person, but not very, not comfortably at all. Mm -hmm. um, the jury deliberated for 92 minutes before finding Henley guilty of all six murders for which he was tried. Judge Preston. That's just paperwork at that point. Yep. Judge Preston Dial uh, ordered that Henley serve each 99 sentence cons uh, consecutively, meaning one right after the other, not concurrently, not, not, concurrently, not yeah. same time, totaling in 594 years. <laughs> and he was transferred to the Huntsville unit to formally begin his sentence. Brooks was brought to trial on February 27th, 1975. Brooks had been indicted for four murders committed between December 1970 and, Jul and June 1973, but only brought to trial... Uh, but was brought to trial only charged with the June 1973 murder of 15-year-old William Ray Lawrence. Because that's the only one they could prove he was part of. Yeah. Bringing, being indicted and being charged with different things. Or yeah. being indicted and being brought on charges are two separate things. Because lawyers tend not to try and try cases they can't win. Yeah. Or they try not to. You know. Especially yeah. on the state side. Yeah. So if there's insufficient evidence, a lawyer won't try it. Because they're like, I can't win. Yeah. And that looks bad for the state. Yeah. And if he did do it, then you're in double jeopardy and you can't try him again. Fucking double jeopardy. It saves you, but it also... Sometimes it fucks you, it fucks you if you have a shitty state prose prosecutor. Um, Brooks' trial lasted less than one week. Jeez. The jury deliberated for just 90 minutes. Again, paperwork. That's just paperwork. Before they reached the verdict, he was found guilty of the Lawrence murder on, uh, on March 4th, 1975, and sentenced to life imprisonment. Brooks showed no emotion as the sentence passed, although his wife burst into tears. So here's where it kind of gets. Here's something that made me laugh a little bit. Uh, Henley died in prison uh, in May 2020 of COVID. Henley died of goddamn Corona. You know what? Corona's got maybe it's kiss. Corona time. Corona hey. got its kiss from me. Hey, it's Corona time. So Coral and his accomplices are known to have killed a minimum of 28 teenagers and young men between September 1970 and August 1973, although it is suspected that the true number of victims may be 29 or more. As Coral had been killed immediately prior to his murders being discovered, the true number of victims he had claimed will never be known. To date, 27 of Coral's known victims have been identified, with the and the identity of a 28th victim whose body has never been found is conclusively known. 
Uh, so they know they killed. he killed one more, but they've never found the body. Yeah. All of these victims have been killed by either shooting, strangulation, or a combination of the both. In total, okay, so this is my last bullet, and this is the number of boys that he killed by age. Jesus, okay. Four 13-year-olds. Jesus. Yeah. Three 14-year-olds. Five 15 year olds, two 16 year olds, year olds, six 17 year olds, four 18 year olds, two 19 year olds, and a single 20 year old. And that's really fucking young, and I want to vomit now. Thanks. Yeah, that's really fucking young. I don't know where any of these fucks are buried. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, and that's Dean Coral, guys. We've been recording for sure for over an hour. Yeah. So I don't know how long this episode is. Uh, we'll find out. But There's going to be some fun little music, probably. I, hope, yeah, I don't know. I hope you oh, no, man. like the episode. I mean, don't like Dean Coral, but I hope you liked us, I guess. I hope you like us. I hope you like us. Um, I, I hope you, I hope I'm doing some pants. I'm sorry. I hate you. I hope you. you like us. So follow us on all the shit. Our Instagram's grab bag all pod. All the shit. All the shit. Our Instagram's grab bag pod. Twitter, grab bag podcast. I'm Ray Robbins, Riley Cedar Geek 244. Our email, which we did get an official email. Thanks, Yay, Dom. Yay, thanks, Dom. Uh, it's grab bag pod rr at gmail.com. Our website is grab bag podcast rr.wixsite.com. I think it's that slash my site. I think you have to put that. I don't know. So it doesn't work we'll if you don't out. put it sometimes. So I don't fucking know. No one's going to it anyway. It's the links in our bio on our Instagram and Twitter. So who cares? Don't Just type it. Just click. Just click it. Just click it. Um. So that's it. Thank you guys so much. There was so, so much. much saliva in my mouth when I said the word click. Just click. Oh shit! Let's do the last of the. Oh, it's last of the, the words. The last and of the Riley, words. Gets, Riley gets to say them in cursive. Incursive. So thanks guys for listening. Here's a. Thanks guys for listening. Cursing. If you guys want to hear my shitty cursive. All right. Iron. Iron. Naturally. Naturally. Aluminum. Aluminum. New Orleans. New Orleans. Cracker Jack. Cracker jar. Doorknob. Doorknob. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're going to hell. Thanks, guys. Bye.